What's up, family? You are tuned into Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. This is Resistance in Residence, where we profile artists using their gifts to change the world. This week's feature is actor, hip-hop artist, digital media producer, filmmaker, member of the Community Ready Corps security team, and my brother, Denmark, who has just released a new single called We Keep Us Safe. Brother Denmark, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me as well, sister. Denmark, as I was preparing to, um, to have this conversation with you, I was like, this man, like, we have traveled together. You've traveled as my security. You've been a uh, detail on my kid. We've been in the streets together for years. And I don't know nothing about you. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right you know, on. CRC, right on. Keep, <laughs> CRC, keep that strict discipline. Um, so I want to start with there, actually. I want to start with a little about you. I want to start uh, by talking about Little Denmark, where you grew up, what was your home life like, all that stuff. Right on, right on. Appreciate you. Yeah, um, Little Denmark was, uh, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, when I came out to California uh, at my last year of high school. And uh, uh, my brother was in the military. So they had the air base out here in Alameda. Uh, so we came out here and uh, moved out. I actually moved out because we was homeless. Uh, so my mom was like, oh, we got to go stay with Big Bruh for a little bit. And I was like, California, it's all good. It's all good. I was like, okay, California, let's do it. So we moved out. We was uh, homeless, came out here, stayed on the base with my brother. And from there, um, I really got baptized in Oakland politic and the movement politic. I just saw how things was the life of uh, uh, those brothers and sisters out in Oakland doing their thing. And uh, I'm, uh, I was enamored. Of course, there's a the history there. But with that being said, I've always uh, I wasn't raised in politically, but uh, I've always had that feeling of self-determination ever since I was a kid. Uh, and so we moved to Oakland and from a teen Growing up in Oakland, even though it was late stages, I really was, I, I wanted to, it felt like home. It always felt like home. I was always embraced by the brothers and sisters in Oakland. And uh, from there, um, my creative side artistically uh, kicked in. And I just started writing. You know, everybody in the black community are creatives to some degree just because of the the, the, the environment that we in. We got to, we, we got to figure out how can we get this therapy and for me, it was writing and uh, poetry, poems, uh, as well as getting outside and outback and, uh, you know, getting in nature and, uh, and doing that. But uh, that's a little bit about where, I, where, where how I got here. Uh, writing was therapeutic for me. Mm. I want to I want to go back. I, I like the way you put that, you know, baptized in the culture of Oakland, because I mean, it's different now, I think, for folks mm-hmm. who move here now. It's a very different experience, even different from when I first moved here uh, in 2008. Um, was there a particular moment, a particular speech, a particular uh what would we call aerosol art, not graffiti? Uh, was there something in particular that you can recall that sort of began your politicization? Yes. <laughs> and it was very particular. 
it was um, where I went from inactive to active. I was, uh, you know, always was, uh, I mean, I was always interested and I talked a good game of uh, wanting to do something, but I didn't actually put in the work because I was, I wanted to make sure that I, I worked with the right people. And interesting enough, I was walking down downtown Oakland. It was uh, 14th and Broadway. And um, I had bumped into you. <laughs> I, bu- I, I didn't know you. I bumped into you. I said, oh, excuse me, sister. And, uh, and, and you were so polite. I was like, okay, wow. I, I, I think I was having a tough day and I had bumped into you on accident. We was near Jeffrey's in a circle. And you said, oh, no, no problem, brother. It's all good. You call me brother. And at that moment, I, I it's, it's, it's wild. At that moment, I was like, wow, nice. Okay, cool. Stay focused. Later that day, there was, a, and this was around when Mike Brown was happening. This thing with Mike Brown was happening. Mike Brown had just killed. Um, there was a rally, and you spoke at it. <laughs> you spoke at it. And I was, this was even before I even linked up with CRC and Brother Turha. Um, but you spoke at this rally on the on the steps of uh, it was a lot of people out there. I even got a video of it, um, and you were so empowered, and I was just I was I was I was inspired so much. I was like, I got to do something. And so from there, I, and I know people might be thinking this is some type of setup, but it really isn't. I even I haven't even told you the story. Um, nope. But but from there. I looked around and I was like, okay, I want to be a part of what, what they got going on. I remember seeing Brother Turha and Brother Che around you. And they, the brothers weren't saying nothing. They were just looking very serious. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 I keep to myself as well, as you know. Uh, and I said, okay, whatever they got involved with, they back in the sister. I met the sister before and I know she was very polite to me and respectful. And then she came in this manner. And it was just straight fire and truth. And I was so turned on that I reached out to uh, Brother Turha and talked to him. He said he had some self-defense classes. And they had self-defense classes at EOYDC. And I followed him on Facebook and followed you on Facebook. And I was just listening in the background. I wasn't commenting or nothing like that. And then I started attending these self-defense classes. And it was just to do self-defense. And after some years of doing that with Brother Turha and things in the community, he, we then discussed being more political and, and being more involved. And so that was my baptism into uh, actual being an active organizer and activist. Before I was a uh, I had a different position, a different role, and we all have roles, as you know. But being active in that type of way, the initial spark was actually you. Now, and I don't, I don't think I even told Brother Turha this. I haven't. I put it in a song, but I haven't had a conversation with about this with anybody really. The anger in her voice made me want to boot up. My eyes red as hell, probably thought that I'd shoot up. Hundreds gathered at City Hall steps. We heard painful testimonies from mothers who wept over sons who were killed by police and all that's left. Is to seek justice or revenge till our last breath. 
talk to Shane. He was. I, I I am something I rarely am, which is speechless and uh, uh, a little teary-eyed. Uh, yeah, I love and respect and admire you so so much, and um, thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> Story with me. Um, you messing up my brand, though, Denmark. Oh, bad. Yeah, that's and Kevin Brooks don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Right on. Um, a little bit of inside baseball, and then uh, just for because I just want to, for folks who don't know, though, I think most folks who do listen to me know, you know, that Charha Ak is the co founder of Anti Police Terror Project. He's also the founder of Community Ready Corps. Um, We've been organizing with each other since 2008 and CRCB in them streets, you know, taking care of our folks and um, also providing movement security. Hit. Y'all are how East and West Oakland, the, the black folks in the flats got the the, the PPE uh, that we needed because the city was falling down on the job. Um, I mean, if, if you're in the town, you, 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 you know who these brothers are. Um, so you talked about. Uh, writing and writing being being a form of therapy, and I, I love when when strong black men use words like therapy and and talk about being in nature because I think that that healing justice and finding those places for us to process our trauma as black folks uh, in this country um, are not as readily available, right, or normalized in our communities. And so it is important that that folks who see you, right, because you are out there. Um, that 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 example is set. So you're a writer. Um, you're also an actor. When did when did you find the stage? Right. Yeah. Um, I would say about 10, about twelve years ago. It was actually on accident. Uh, my friend, who was also a writer, his name is Branche Tayson. He had a theater uh, production, and uh, and he said, "Hey, man, I need. Uh, there's this character that I need." uh to to run some lines on can you can you run some lines i was like yeah it's all good um i'll run some lines being a creative and wanting to respect the art and also being a bit insecure i uh i really looked into what it how people get into roles and i wanted to respect respect his uh his writing and so i auditioned and i really got into it he said yo you i think this is something you could do and so uh, from there, I did a stage, did that stage play. I got some good feedback. Uh, there was a, a agent that reached out to me and was like, you got some photos? I was like, OK. And and, and from there, I, I've done a few different things as uh, some commercials some TV shows and some uh, some movies. But uh, trying to balance that and make sure that I do this community work is uh one of the tasks that uh i i i look towards you and see how you do it and so uh, (laughs) this is this is why uh i'm finally putting some projects out yeah well we're gonna gonna have to get on the stage together here at some point soon too but that's actually a good segue to where i want to go next because i talk about the intersection of art and movement and how do you balance those two things um feed you know as i say well ayadele and zinga who actually you mentioned in your song i believe uh uh, she uh, she runs the oldest black theater company uh in oakland which i'm a part of the lower bottom players and um she always says that before she took her first breath, God whispered in her ear to make art. 
And then <laughs> I evolved that to say, before I took my first breath, God whispered in one ear, make art and the other ear, make revolution. And I've been trying to figure out how to be obedient to both of those tasks most of my life. How does that in real time play out for you? For me, it is it is a balance in that because I know for our people, we're always given given a lot more access to be artists uh, and and opposed to being political. And so there's this um, conversation in my head about is this is this a time to be a creative or is this the time to be uh, politically disciplined and show folks that. Uh, this is what takes priority. And then sometimes it's, it's just me wanting to be a perfectionist and me being insecure about being judged about my uh, art or my position as a creative. Um, so this this last time of me putting something out, I was I was just inspired by a friend who who initially put something out. I was like, I know this brother. I know the brother is solid. I know it's politics. He's pretty solid. So let me go ahead and put this out and see how people take it. Because at a time right now with artists in the world getting a lot of attention uh, for their opinion, I felt it was a good time for me to add some balance to it, even in my own way. And it is definitely uh, balancing out some of the political uh, trash we're hearing from some other folks right now. <laughs> um, Brother Demi, well, let's talk about this single, We Keep Us Safe. Why don't you school the people on what that means, where it comes from, and what that looks like in practice in your life and also uh, in your work with CRC? Right on. Um, as uh, uh, those are the words that I heard from Brother Turha Ak, you as well. The initial concept of the song, We Keep Us Safe, was uh, it started from the event that we had, the curfews. Those are the There's conversations in the song about the curfews uh, that we had in, from OPD. Like, I don't know if y'all remember, but it was F.O. curfew. And just being out there, seeing you, seeing the brother, and seeing different people out there, organizations out there, uh, and it was conversation about what's the best way to go about it. What's the best way to go about these things and to have discipline and to just see all the people out there work together in that moment to have discipline and to, to listen to you all. I said to myself that this moment and these people uh, are powerful and how can I add to the conversation. So the song is the We Keep Us Safe song is a chant. So the chant we keep, who keep us safe, we keep us safe. Who keep us safe, we keep us safe. We keep us safe. Gotta keep us safe. We keep us safe. Gotta keep us safe. That's something you've said. Uh, that's something Brother Turha says often. There was a speech that Brother Turha gave out at the F Your Curfew action downtown. It was hundreds of people out there and it was people from different organizations and they, you all all had their ear. There was, I saw you all in different conversations about what's the best way to go about it. No, we should try this, we should do that. But at the same time, everyone, even though they disagreed, they respected y'all position and they knew that the overall theme was that it's, it's the people versus these other entities that's trying to 
separate us. And so I wanted to put that in a song. I wanted to highlight organizers such as yourself, uh, artists such as Iodela Zinga, um, uh, the moms from Moms for Housing, uh, and all the work that they've done. I wanted to highlight the mosques that the brothers and sisters go to, the churches uh, in, in East Oakland, and the people in the movement that I know personally and that I've seen do this work and, and that deserve their roses now in the in the present moment, there's a lot of times that we wait to talk about this movement until after someone's passed on. But I figured what I believe is we need to highlight these brothers and sisters who do it right now in the present moment that walk around us uh, that I consider heroes. And I felt like right now is the best moment to do it, to balance out the the uh, chatter and these are my people who I love who I put my life on the line for and we keep it safe as just a, a, a thank you to those people such as yourself something brand new about you today too brother you ride horses i ride horses sister i got cowboy hats you know stir up yes. i got the cowboy boots the whole nine you know i'm not I, i'm i'm working on my cowboy game yes yes ma'am <laughs> uh -huh. i love it <laughs> and you ride horses as well i just found out Yep, yep, I do. I mean, I was raised in Nevada. My mama was a cowgirl. Uh, I grew up sitting in in cowboy bars <laughs> while she oh, she stepped as I was a kid. So, um, <laughs> right on. Yeah, do. we do it all. We do it uh, all. We we gonna have to get out of there and, and, and do some riding together. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, brother Demar, what is next up for you, and where can people find you on the socials? Right on. I'm Denmark Peoples on Instagram. And uh, and that's where I'm mostly active uh, online. Also, I have a, uh, a EP out called Blacktivist, which I mean, there's other songs that I talk about. So if you want to know what was going on inside of a uh, the security detail of CRC and brother who's on the back lines and front lines, uh, you can check it out. Blacktivist is the EP. And uh if you can't find me online, you're most likely going to see me in some community of yours in East Oakland, West Oakland, giving out some PPEs and uh, and feeding the people. All right, my brother. Thank you so, so much for this conversation. Man. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, sister. Y'all are listening to Law and Disorder. I'm your host, Kat Brooks. This week's Resistance in Residence feature, where we profile artists using their gifts to change the world, is actor, hip-hop artist, digital media producer, filmmaker, black cowboy, and member of Community Ready Core security <laughs> team, Denmark, who has just released a new single called We Keep Us Safe. You've been listening to Law and Disorder, a podcast where we expose the cracks in our system, agitate for resistance, and collectively build a new world in which all of us can thrive. 
That's it for this episode, family. You can find more information about topics and guests in this episode's show notes. Law and Disorder is produced at KPFA. That's listener-supported radio on the Pacifica Network. The show is produced by Jesse Strauss and hosted by me, Kat Brooks. Our theme music was composed by Steve Rask and the Fort Knox Five. If you like what you heard, please follow us on social media at Law and Dis, that's D-I-S, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to holler at us about something you heard or send us a show idea at lawanddisorder at kpfa.org. You can also find our content live at 8 a.m. weekdays on KPFA. That's 94.1 FM in the Bay Area. Our show and all of KPFA's programs are funded exclusively by you, the listener. And if you're in a position to support us, please donate today at kpfa.org. Take care of yourself and take care of each other. We all we got, fam.